Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, hosts of the program. Welcome back. Thank you for being with us wherever you're listening in. Appreciate your time, of course. Well, it's that time. Uh, the last Tuesday... Oh, Usually, the last Tuesday of the month, we gather for our book club. You did warn people we were changing the date, right? I did. There'll be some angry At people At least once. At, At least once. Okay. Okay. Once. Put it out there. All right. Anyway, folks, <clears throat> this is the book club at a different date and time. So the beautiful thing is next month you get a little about a week extra to, to read the next book. True. I turn things over to your host. Okay, thank you. Yes, that's the positive way of looking at it. You get one extra week for the September book. But let's start with this one. So at our book club, which is uh, you know in and around the last Tuesday of the month, it's our chance and yours to really get into the books, authors and narrators we love or don't love. It really is just a candid uh, review and conversation about our book experience. And today's book for discussion is The Scarlet Letter. This is by Nathaniel Hawthorne, recommended to us by Catherine Batcher, who joins us on the panel. Catherine, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And we uh, we look forward to having this discussion on our book because we, we come from maybe a different perspective from last month's book. So let's start with um, your, your reason for recommending or reason for wanting to recommend the book in the beginning. First of all, have you read this before? No, I haven't read this before. Okay, so this was your first read of the book along with us. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, but it is one that a lot of people hear of and know about because, you know, the, the references are endless, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, let's talk about your first read of it. Why did you want to recommend it before even having read it, um, first of all? Well, well, you know how the saying goes, don't judge a book by its cover, but I did judge the book by its cover, and I was let down because I thought it was going to be a fantastic read it is it is a great story, mm. but um, the language was very difficult to get through. I even was reading it myself, and then I said, well, I'm going to try it on audi- Audible. So I downloaded that and got that, and then it was reading it to me. I'm thinking, oh, goodness, this is so hard to get through. Mm. But the story, the storyline alone is just fantastic. The storyline is fantastic. Of- it is. It is. I was. I was excited to read it, but then I was also let down when I was reading it now, by the were, writer. And, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. By the writer and, and all the. I was finding there was a lot of filler yeah. in the story. Okay. I don't know if you guys felt that, but oh, yeah. I thought there was a lot of unnecessary filling of the story to make up a, a book. Some of that, Catherine, I felt in the dialogue, which, again, would lead us down a different path because it's not a dialogue we're used to. Um, But I also felt there were things with characters that were mentioned. And yes, they they somewhat played in the story, but it almost was like to tell you about this character, something unique about them, something interesting about them, but nothing was necessarily done or at least maybe, again, my not, you know, I I don't want to say I struggled a lot with the language because had to read other books similar um, and, mm-hmm. and definitely uh, can follow. More for me, it was an attention keeper. It, it did not hold my yeah, attention the way no. I would have liked it to. Um, but I, th- I do find as well that 
the characters again in that style of the early 1800s didn't have a lot of depth. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, just to comment on that, it was released in 1850, right? So the the language yeah. and um, I wouldn't say the storyline. Well, the storyline, first of all, yes. But the language and the style of writing, I think, really reflects on that time frame uh, and why it was yeah. written the way it was. A, a lot of... <laughs> A lot of the others who were reading this book along with us uh, for Amr's Evening Book Club were saying, you know, if you're good with Shakespeare, then you might be okay with this book. Yeah. And it's, but it's not even necessarily the old English, no, it's but it's, not. The, no, it's no. the how deep you get into characters, how deep you get into the soliloquies and, you know, whether that plays a role in the bigger picture of the book or not, or you're just getting background you're or getting background, background that we can't relate to in the same way. And, yep. and as a fan of old-time radio, yep. there are shows that I've listened to from the 1940s that are throwbacks uh, 25, 30, 50 years. So we're getting closer to that 1850. And there's a definite pattern. And, and I think people from that era, older people, nineteen, let's say you were, you were 60 in 1970, a lot of this would make much more sense to you, 100%. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And now we were totally fish fish out of water, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I want to get into this um the part about the length of the book because technically it wasn't very long. Like it's not a long yeah. read, right? I think it's 4 or 5 hours or so. It's some definitely considered a short read and it seemed long uh, to you, didn't it? It did it did seem long or at least it <laughs> seemed heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh yeah. because of a lot of the detail focus being on you know just the background information of different things. Now I wonder if for people who are always into the description like the the longer mm. descriptions in general in books in even today's time um if that was if you're into that then I wonder if it was a a challenge that way but Catherine would you? Why would you consider it heavy? Aside from what we've already talked about. Uh, well, I think basically because of what we just talked about, because it was a lot of, to me, my opinion, filler, and it was hard for me to keep my attention because I was saying, "Okay, hurry up and get over this. I want to know about this this Esther, and I want to know about this gentleman that she was having an affair with, and all this. I want to have the good the good details, not the filler. Mm. You know, I was like." Come on, get on with the story already. And that's Did the story I was. itself I like, feel heavy to you? Uh, kind, yes and no. I was trying to put myself in that era of time. And I, I try and put myself into that character and, and try and feel the way they felt. And But it was just a lot of technical things, like a, a lot of, his, not history, but a lot of um, their... There are rituals at that time and what they believed and how women should not speak and how women should not do this. So I think it was mm. like something that we're, it's hard for us to relate to now. And yet yeah. it was a forward-thinking book at the time, right? Because sure. it exposed yeah. the behavior and the, the mistreatment, yeah. even even referencing black people in it. That, that Exactly. Like there was a soul, it was very heavy with so much stuff in it and it, that was at the peak of things that were happening at that time slavery and women being able to speak or not being able to speak and segregation and all these things and and now look where we are in 2022 like all that's way back there so we're not we un, we know about these things but we weren't living them and it just brought all that stuff that we we were our heart, 
was hard for us to relate to at that time because we're not in that time. It was putting me back in that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense to you folks, but yeah, it was heavy, but it was heavy reading and heavy listening. But still, when they got to the point, it was hard to get to the point. But when they finally got to the point of what was happening, how she was wearing the scarlet letter and and how the baby was conceived and her husband coming back and all these different things was like, oh, my goodness, like so much happening. It's just very heavy. Mm. That's what I felt. But it's not very a, heavy. a complicated story in a lot of ways. No. It is no. a, no. Uh, for us, maybe a story where we'd say, oh, this is ridiculous. How could that? Ha- oh, yeah, it's 1850. Yeah. But it also, at the time, 1850, I think as a writer, and I don't know, I didn't look up. Uh, Hawthorne or any of that history, I would love to know how it was received or how he was received with such a book mm, at that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I'm so, and in in uh, New England uh, where this takes place, you know, this is a, a place where you have real strict views, and this oh. is that area where oh, witches very... were that kind of yeah, of the time, right? Uh, Two hundred yeah. years before, so so it really is a very interesting place time and story yeah. uh, but but simple enough because you know the the people were very complex very rigid in their views well, then yeah and the, the oh, premise very. is you know adultery right and that that's yes. w- what the the whole thing is based on and then everything else is really just people's responses and carrying that shame and carrying the uh secret of it all and and all of these different things and also how it affects the child um, but it's well, an adultery by a, mm-hmm. uh, perpetrated by a female. Exactly, males treated yeah. very yeah, exactly. different. Yeah, yeah, males treated very differently, yeah. or are are kind of almost protected from the the consequences. Um, yeah. Whereas the the female, you're you're seeing her carry the shame along with not being able to fully confess and fully come to terms with her uh, actions and past because she still has to carry so much around that she can't say, right? And her as daughter. you said. And her daughter, um, as Catherine yeah. said, keeping quiet as a woman. And that stuff actually, you know, though it is how many hundreds of years old, uh, still feels like conversations that women can be having today and not Guaranteed. specifically in North America, but around the world. Not only that, um, at the beginning of the book, you, you sort of see how it's been set up, like all those those women gathering in their little groups yep. and doing their little chit-chat and all these little things, like, you know, and then if if that didn't happen, it probably wouldn't have been as bad, but they were there, and why are you like this? Why are you, why are you vomiting? Why are you this? Why are you that? It's like they were, you know, like centering her out because she was different and she was thinking different and all kinds of different things. We still do that today, though. Yep, where like, you, know, you, even you stand out if you're not following everybody. Exactly, exactly. Mm. If, we're, if we see someone doing something different or shying away or or whoever it is, doesn't matter yeah. your gender or, or race or anything, if you look any kind of different than what I am, well, there's a problem with you. Exactly. And that was back then, and it's it's still true today. It's, there yeah, was like, oh a my, point wow. in the story where people became just used to the, if you want to say, leper within the community. And Mm -hmm. there was a leveling out, um, even for herself and her child, um, where they they existed with everyone, still never forget, to where the letter, wearing the letter, um, as we would learn, almost became, if you took it off, well, hold on, where'd it go? Uh, Especially in response to her daughter's feeling, mommy, where's the letter? When she disposes it at one point in the story. 
And yeah, and how true. long is someone meant to carry shame? And you can see parallels of this all over the place here, right? People apologizing, cancel culture, uh, you know, celebrities and influencers feeling like they they once a part of their past is brought to the the surface they can't really live past that and and you see that in this book as well you know how mm-hmm. far does it go uh or, or even yeah. if you're thinking of it smaller scale you know people who um spend time in prison and then come out and have to rehabilitate and and be you know, members of society, but does it really ever leave them? The reputation, the, well, the and, mark. And yeah. In that era and further back, you came out of prison, you still also had the scars of prison, or yep. they even in some places, you wore something that showed you're an ex-con. There wasn't exactly. the, uh, you know, I have my own right to privacy or yep. to go somewhere else and make a new life. It, 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 there was not, on you wear that shame. You yep. do. Yeah. Forever, you know. And we all, and we're all guilty of it, for sure. All, and all and in all different contexts, kind of way. Yep. Yeah, and yep. I'm not sure, you know, how much of the the Scarlet Letter you uh, both have experienced in all other forms. And in, in pop culture, it's quite referenced, right? In other books, in in newer uh, TV series. I think because and, it was a reading. I think at some point in school or what, it, maybe not necessarily school, but mm-hmm. years ago, if I recall, because I, I've never read it before, but as you say, Ram, it, it's come up and I do believe I remember people saying, whether it be from a TV show or they talked about reading it as part of the required reading somewhere, it, that seems right to me. I could be very wrong and I'm still talking mm-hmm. from decades ago. Yeah. And that's no, part I, of it. I think so. Yeah, exactly. It required reading number one, and just it's yeah. it's known all over the place as a classic. But also, um, just to to bring up contemporary context of similar situations that people face. And I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but you know, it depicts this teenage girl who um, either it was a pregnancy or, or like a teenage pregnancy or just something where she was outcasted at school, and this mm-hmm. this book was really just the the backbones of that story and as old as the the context is you know going back to our comparison of shakespeare um a lot of the yeah. uh a lot of the thought behind it can feel very you know present day yeah very much so and i did love shakespeare in in uh, school loved it but reading this one it caught me off guard i guess because i wasn't prepared mm-hmm. um about like the the writing at that time but you can totally relate it to our life today totally in different avenues I mean I was 19 when I had my first child and I I know what it feels like to be pushed aside and ostracized like oh my goodness you shouldn't be doing that at that age like come on people you know but I know what it feels like to be pushed and cast out you know in a sense but just imagine with her like she's she's come over from Amsterdam and she's cast aside and her husband's dead and all this stuff and she's looking for acceptance and look what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, wow. You know? And the, the expectations, and I think that this is something as, as societies we're working on and have to work on all the time forever is yeah. just the expectations of of women um, and, you know, specifically women because of the decades and centuries of um, how 
much we've had to work to just be seen as the same as everybody else. But uh, it's still something that we still have to prove, unfortunately. Um, And that's, you know, we see that in so many ways in this book. Captain, thank you so much for for the recommendation. I think we all have um, pretty, you know, interesting views on the book. And though it was a difficult one, we've taken away a lot of interesting messaging from it. Yes. Yes. Thank you for having me. Okay. It was fun. And you will be back with more recommendations in future. Oh, of course. Always. Of course. <laughs> Take more care. than a hint. Probably not mm-hmm. not as heavy as this one. I guarantee okay. you I'm going to read it first and then I will bring it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate all the approaches. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank I'm going to tell everyone about next month's book. So this is called Rista Couch, The Long Run of the Wild River. It's by Philip Lee, and it's recommended to us by Greg David from our communications department. Uh, it's available in synthetic audio on Sila. Wanted to give you a heads up on that. And it's available on Audible as well. So the Rista Couch River's flows through the remote border region between the provinces uh, provinces of Quebec and New Brunswick. It's magically transparent waters, soaring forest hillsides, and population of Atlantic salmon creating one of the most storied wild spaces on the continent. In Ristacouch, writer Philip Lee follows ancient portage routes into the headwaters of the river, traveling by canoe to explore the extraordinary history of the water and the people of the valley. They include the Mi'kmaq uh, who have um, resided in the Ristakouche Valley for thousands of years, the descendants of French, Acadian, Irish, and Scottish settlers, and some of the wealthiest people in the world who for more than a century have used the river as an exclusive wilderness retreat. So we're uh, really looking forward to the historical significance of this and the geographical significance of this book when we chat about it on September 27th, which is the last Tuesday of the month, with ourselves and Greg David. We'll be back in a couple of moments to wrap up the program and see what's up tomorrow on Now with Dave Brown.